Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You're you're the ult, the ultimate professional. Oh I'm no, over no, here. Too. no, I'm no, over too. here as they say, free balling. Hey, it's all good, <laughs> man. We're a team. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Johnson, now let's get it in. Sunny B, let's go. I got it. All right, let me get it. Side. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Another Side Podcast with myself, Sandy Beals, and my co-host all the way from over in America, Chris Johnson. What's happening? What's happening, bro? Hey, how you doing, How you man? doing, man? This is, this is episode number four. Yes, We're, episode we, number we, four. As I say all the time, we got to get past four to get to 100. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and today's episode is a pretty special one. Um, we have the extraordinary, um, the absolutely amazing Adam Blackstone on the podcast today, as well as an, uh, an incredible up-and-coming artist uh, known as Greg Best Ever. Uh, it's going to be such a special pod today just because... We're going to get a lot of insight from Adam. Um, those of you who know him will know him as an absolutely prolific musical director and bass player over there in the States, as well as running his company, BBE, which I'm sure he'll talk about a little bit later on. But I'm sure many people who are listening to this have heard of Adam before. So, CJ, before we get into the guests, how's your week been, man? What you been up to? Man, you know what? Uh, week has been good. Um Things are opening up just a tad bit more. Um, getting phones ringing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting some calls, some session calls, and you know more recording, of course. 
uh, preparing for more releases. I'm, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, yeah, all is well. Family is healthy. Uh, mom's good. Brothers are good. Nephews, nieces, kids, everybody's good. Um, no immediate family COVID reports as of late. So uh, everybody is staying safe and and pretty cool, man. No complaints. Brilliant, no man. Complaint. How about you? Yeah, things have been good. Um, the same, the same. It's, it's just amazing. Look, like you say, the phone's ringing, the emails are dinging, things are happening. And it's just, it is incredible. I had a good conversation with someone earlier on, actually. And we were talking about those moments when you're on stage and you see the sea of crowd, the crowd in front of you, the sea of people and having no masks and it not being weird. At first, the first couple of gigs back, it was still sometimes masks, sometimes small things, there'd be masks or whatever. And now there's these big, big sea of people and no one's got a mask on. And it doesn't feel odd. It just feels amazing. And everyone in the crew, from from everyone that has their own different roles and a lot of roles that people don't always see that are happening behind the scenes, everyone's happy. Everyone's got a smile on their face. Hey, how are you doing? It's been ages. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen you since 2020. I haven't seen you since 2019. And those moments of catching up with people that we've known for a long time. And as you know, CJ, like when you're in the industry for a while, you know people and you get to know a lot and a lot of different people. And then you run into them at different events. It's like, ah, last time I saw you, like you you just had a kid or whatever. Now that they're five or they're 10 or whatever it is, it's just, it's lovely to have those moments. And we're back, man. Music is back. It's making a return, which I'm happy about. It it feels good. I, I can't lie. It, it feels good. We we played a uh, the uh, San Jose Jazz Festival. Yeah. And um I'm I mean, everybody was mandated to be tested to enter the festival grounds. Um they had rapid testing available right at the gate, so you can buy your ticket and get a rapid test. Um, so that made us feel a whole lot more safer. We had to get tested every day, which I'm very cool with. Um, as long as we kind of keep that going, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind it at all. Um, uh, this is not a, a COVID-19 <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but, um, one thing we can say is, you know, it, it's affected our industry the most, mm. you know, mm. us and the, even the essential workers are able to still go to work, you know what I mean? And still make a living. Uh, we, as you know, the consumer that, you know, we depend on the consumer to uh, provide, you know, for us, that's, uh, that's how we make our living. We, we play concerts, you know, so um, just trying to stay up on, on the news and, and not too much of the news. Cause sometimes it's flawed. You know, you got to try and make your own conclusions with what hap- what's happening. Um, and what you can see, mm. uh, what people are telling you that you trust versus, you know, falsified information on social media, and you know, all these other things. But yes, I agree with you. It does feel good to kind of get out and play again and, you know, see people's faces, even if they're behind masks, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all that good stuff and seeing old friends and old touring staff and stuff like that. That's super cool, man. Oh, it's, cool. it's just amazing, man. And I think yeah. when audience members, when you're seeing bands and artists up there with massive smiles on their fa- on their faces, just know it's genuine. We are loving it as much as it looks like we're loving it because we've missed it. And CJ hit the nail on the head there. Um, this this isn't all about just talking about COVID, but 
there it has really affected what we do um and part of what we do i think is an outlet i think personally i play music and create music and all those things partly because it's an outlet letting off steam letting our creativity out and doing it sports people they they work out they'll go and do it that's that's their outlet that's their thing and it's something we've been crafting and working for so many years to enjoy doing as a job when that's then taken away and it's kind of put on the back seat it's a really hard thing to swallow so i think now things are coming back around now things are coming back we are happier than we were before i think because we now know i think we've now had that reaffirmation in our heads reaffirmation in everything we do and the reasons why we do it we do this because we love it Let's set the record straight to elevate the people. Now's the time to never wait for better days to reach you. Ladies and gentlemen, on another side pod, we have joining us us today uh, a really, really exciting guest. Any session musician uh, listening right now is definitely going to know the name. Almost all musicians and artists also are going to know the name. Absolutely prolific MD, bass player, as well as many other things. You've definitely heard this guy's music. You've definitely seen him play before. Ladies and gentlemen, on another side pod, we have Adam Blackstone. Woo! Applause, 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 applause. <laughs> What's up, guys? What's up, guys? I'm glad to be here, man. Sandy, thanks for having me. CJ, one of the greatest guys on earth. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to be a uh, part of this platform, so thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. Hey, so I'm going to let... <laughs> I'm going to get a couple of questions in and then y'all can do y'all bass talk. You know, y'all bass play. <laughs> y'all got bass to bass. Um, bass to bass. So, I'm, you know, I've been knowing you for a very, very, very long time. Um, experiences that we've had on and off the road. Um, but for those that haven't met you or haven't known you or heard about you, just give us a little history of, of where you come from and how this all started, bro. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in New Jersey, Willembro, New Jersey, a very, what I would deem affluent uh, African-American community. And I think that actually helped shape me even today, who I am. Man, I saw excellence around me um, growing up on in every aspect, whether that be music, doctors, lawyers, whatever. And it kind of like showed me that I can do and be anything that I wanted to be. Uh, my mom uh, sang in church choir. My dad was the church organist, and and he always uh, pushed me um, on the music side as well. Uh, Chris, I'm sure you know some of them days, like going to church and stuff. Like my dad would be like, "Okay, you playing drums today?" And then we get there, he'd be like, "No, no, no, play the piano." I'd be like, "Wait, what?" Like, <laughs> and so he like, you know, he kind of. Even though I say he forced me <laughs> as a as a son, he really imparted into me that like, yo, you can do it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He he really pushed me um, in a positive way to just show me that, you know, there are no ceilings, there are no limits. And I've been able to carry that message and moniker around with me throughout my whole career. People say I'm like blindly optimistic, but I think a lot has to do with how I was brought up. Um, so in 2000, I moved to Philadelphia. I uh, went to University of the Arts as a jazz, as a jazz upright bassist. I, from that year, excuse me, 
sorry, from that year, uh, I thought I was going to play big band music for the rest of my life. And I was really content with that. I love Maynard Ferguson. I love like Basie band stuff and all of that. And then I stumbled into this little club in Philadelphia, open mic joint, and I met the Roots. And then that was it. That was my, my, my career. Who are they? Who, who are the roots? <laughs> who are the roots? The roots for me are, are, are brothers, fathers, entrepreneurs. I look up to. They are they are uh, encouragers, but I think the world knows them as one of the greatest hip hop bands of all time. And Amir Questlove Thompson uh, took me under his wing. He saw something in me as well that I think um, I was a studio rat. I just would just sit on his couch and you know, at the studio and we were at a, a spot called the studio. So Larry Gold's studio and he was a prolific, uh, still is um, string arranger and composer. So he would do a lot of live strings on the R&B record. So at any point in Philly, it was like Scott Storch, Timbaland, Dark Child would be at the studio and I'd just be James Poyser. I would just be sitting there like, I, I play a little bit. I play a little bit. If you need anything, if you need a, <laughs> a, a bass line, a keyboard line, anything, and um, man, the roots gave me that opportunity, and um, you know, the rest is history. I must say, uh, my first big gig with them was Jay Z, Fade to Black in two thousand three, and um, from that point on, I was able to kind of forge what I learned there because um, that <laughs> at the time was Jay Z's last album and his farewell so <laughs> but i came home and i was able to do everything from music soul trial to vivian green to jill scott in philadelphia and um each gig was kind of like the catalyst that led to the next thing for me and then our manager who manages the roots as well sean g he was becoming a prolific business manager and he took on a new client uh named kanye west and uh, about 05, 06, he said, y'all want to bring you into this, 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 this project I'm working on. And, and, and I started working with Kanye, um, went on tour with Kanye. This is getting long, Chris. <laughs> hey, man, we got time. No, we got time. Going, man. This is great. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to sum it up like this. Went on tour with Kanye, 05, 06, met this island girl who was opening for her, for us. I was like, who is this? It was like um she's pretty cool whatever whatever and she's opening and she got this record and it's like kind of rock and roll but it's hip-hop whenever it's like oh man it's, it's 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 the girl rihanna so like rihanna opening for us and then ended up working with re a little bit then more now but back then it was just a little bit met this light-skinned kid that was hanging with her and chasing her and all of that it was like his name is drake and so i went on tour with drake and then from Drake, I met, um, he, he had um, been doing a bunch of like these festival things or whatever. And we ended up kind of running into Jermaine Dupree very randomly. And it was like, you know, yo, he's like my girl at the time. He's like my girl looking for a new, a new MD. <laughs> and I, I really think that you should, you know, whatever. And I was like, all right yeah cool and so you know chris knows man i kind of say yes to everything and, and let it all work its way out on the back end and his girl ended up being janet jackson so uh 
it's like Janet called me and, and then, you know, it just from that point and that point, the management for Janet at the time was also managing this other dude that had took some time off. He was like, yo, I'm gearing up for my new project with my old artist. You should meet him. I walked into the meeting. It was Justin Timberlake. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just, you know, I'm saying all of that to say, man, being a good character person and being nice to people will get you a long and a far way because you never know who is next up. You know what I'm saying? So if I was mean to, you know, this young kid named Kanye West, when I met Jay-Z in 2003, it was like, you know, that would have never worked out for me. Or if I was mean to this, you know, young Canadian rapper that nobody kind of knew at the time, you know, named Drake, it was like, that would have never worked out for me, especially seeing how prolific these artists have become uh, in our music world. So, you know, I think ca character for people, um, I think being a good character person speaks volumes a lot of times over the skill. I've built my career on relationships, like straight up, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't the best bass player. I'm not the best programmer, um, but I've built my career on being nice to people and then also trying to bring 100% and give what the artist wants uh, at every level, you know, whether that be music, um, hiring band, uh, programming, you know, I have to meet with the lighting designer. I got to meet with the, the choreographer. It's like, everything has to be at a level of excellence. So I try to exhibit that everywhere I go. Let me just interject here that your story doesn't sound believable. Okay. Go ahead, Sandy. <laughs> that's that's i mean that's the long short of it now don't get me wrong man Philly, i was playing every restaurant every club gig every church gig i you know thaddeus trebet one of my great friends went on tour with jill scott and he was like yo i need you to sub for my on my brother's gig and i was like all right yeah so i was happy that we playing with ty tribbett you know what I'm saying? He was just kind of early 2000s, like, you know, making a name uh, inter internet or nationally, I would say, um, for himself, because he was always big in Philly, for sure. Um, met Ty, then I ended up meeting, you know, Erica Campbell and Tina Campbell and, mm -hmm. you know, went on tour with Jill and I met Latifah and I met Teddy Campbell. So it's like, it's all relationships, man. It's all relationships, being nice to people, being a good character person, and then letting your work speak for you as well without you having to open your mouth. Mm. Um, you know, when I meet these people, oh, yeah, we cool, it's all that. But if the product is trash, that don't mean they just going to call you back either. Let me make that clear. The product has to match the level of where you see yourself being. But to me, people think I'm crazy. Mary Mary to me is like the greatest group of all time. And no, I don't have no genre specific. And so it's like when I was on the Mary Mary gig, I was treating them like they, in my head, they was Destiny's Child or like NSYNC or something like that. And that's how I was even making the music. And so it was like people would see us and be like, yo, this sounds like a, a pop show. You know what I'm saying? But it was like not knowing you know, this is before like the kind of even pop songs, the God in me that they have and, and stuff like that. It was like, you know, I wanted to give the artists an experience that they would never forget musically. And I kind of treated each of the artists that I was able to work with the same way. This little Drake tour I did in 2011, I treated it like a, we, we had 700 people standing there like a House of Blues, John. I treated it like he was doing the stadiums that he's doing right now. You know what I mean? So... 
Man, incredible. It's great. It's great to hear the story. It's great to hear how you got to the stage you got to and all those steps along the way. And a lot of what you talk about really aligns with the values that we talked about on another side pod in the sense of when we're coming up and when we're doing all these things, we remember those people that were nice to us. Remember those people that were humble and respectful and didn't treat mm-hmm. us like, oh, you're, oh, you're lower down. You're lower down. You don't matter. Those people actually took the moment to be like, actually like, hey, I'll come, I'll show you this. Come up here, I'll show you what I do with this bait or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Those little moments, those little gems that people give us. And I'm I'm always talking when I talk to young musicians and young session players, young artists, it's so easy to be nice, isn't it? It's easy to be nice, it's easy to be humble, it's easy to get along with people because especially on the road, it's a big family and you want to get along with these people. And it's, sure. it's not a tricky thing to be nice to people. And that whole thing of you never know who's in the room, you never know who's in the band, uh, you never know where anyone's going to go, you never know where that person will go next, where they've been, where they're going, where they're at. Just because they don't show you doesn't mean it's not happening. And Not at all. Not at all. all those moments. And we should always be nice. We should always be respectful. And it's, n- it's not the hardest thing in the world, is it? Just that, that little it's moment. It's not. It's not. I- me and Chris are like, I, I'm not huge into astrology, but we share the same sign. So we're very like non-confrontational people. So I, to me, I try to work things. I try to be the problem solver. You know what I'm saying? So even when somebody does have maybe a valid issue, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, let's look at the bigger picture. Let's figure this out because this opportunity that you may you know, lose for yourself could lead to something else that you may not even see at the moment. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's a character trait, like I said, that has allowed me, I think, to become a a good MD too. Mm. People management, right? Making people feel good in the room to get the best out of them. That is just one of those massive things. Making people feel happy to be able to perform for sure. Um, I actually want to speak about something really quickly Um, without sounding too fanboy and without sounding too like, Oh, Adam's on. But uh, there's always those moments with musicians where you, you'll wake up and you'll open up Instagram or you open up Facebook and everyone is sharing the same thing. Everyone's sharing something. It happened years and years ago with like Snarky Puppy and Wolfpack. And then before that, obviously way before that, other people, there's always performances. And a few years ago, it was the Jimmy Fallon medley um, with Justin Timberlake. Um, and everyone was sharing it. I woke up, opened up my Facebook everyone's mm-hmm. posting it and everyone's like check this out look at this look at what they're doing and i think it's just one of those um, 10 minutes of just amazing music and all the individuals being individual but also being a coherent unit moving together moving as a unit moving within their sections and it's just amazing and i, I know that you know that people see these things and people are out there but i just wanted you to know that all over the world, people are seeing your work and people are loving what you're doing and you and Thank mention, you, mentioning you and saying, hey, look, look at what Adam and BBE, look what they've done for this. And it's going on and musicians are talking about it. And I know you know this, but it happens, man. It's, it's great. Nah, I appreciate it, man. The, the, re, the reassurance and just the confirmation from you always, you know, for, from whoever always feels good. Um, to know that the work doesn't go in vain. I, I must say that, you know, I don't, I try to operate in excellence whether people are watching or not watching. So when it does get recognized, it feels good that somebody is is watching and, and appreciates it. 
Um, you know, I'm only as good as my team and as the artists that I work with as well. I try to make everything excellent, but you know, the 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 team deserves just as much as well. I am the leader because if it goes wrong, I get blamed for it to be wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> the other side. Um, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, man, no, that's super cool. That was one of that was a special, special performance. I um have watched that recently because we lost a um young lady that was singing up there with us. So that video kind of resurfaced. And um that was one of our first, that was one of my first um man, that might have been the first or second show ever with Justin. I feel like we did Ellen first and then we flew to New York and did uh Jimmy Fallon without even doing any concerts. So man. um you know, the bar was set kind of high, but also I want to talk about preparation as well, because shortly after that, we did the Super Bowl, maybe a year or a year and a half after that. And even that summer before the Super Bowl, uh, Justin got the VMA Vanguard Award, which we also did like a 15 minute like medley. And so prepping for Jimmy Fallon, I was like, Super Bowl is going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy to people, but like nobody had ever did 10, 12 minutes on Jimmy Fallon before. I think we played through three segments or something like that. And we kind of had a vibe. We had a flow. So I was able to take what Justin um, uh, suggested and the songs that he suggested, put it in a killer medley. And then when we had to do MTV and we had to do Super Bowl and stuff like that. Like in my mind, it kind of derived all from that Jimmy Fallon moment. You know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. was to me timeless and impactful. So I feel like I could carry more elements of that to, you know, some other shows. So the preparation for Jimmy Fallon and people may say it's just Jimmy Fallon or whatever, but like that actually led to like the Super Bowl. If, mm -hmm. if you think about it in a very, you know, roundabout way. I think producers and television execs saw that Justin could carry a, a, a moment, you know, alone. And, um, you know, that also helps too when you execute the execution behind it. Mm, amazing. It's so good to hear that. And I think it's really interesting, isn't it? Because being, being musicians and being musical directors, you, you really appreciate how much prep and work has gone into these things. Um, the general public potentially and the general listener might just think these people are having an amazing time, enjoying themselves to turn in, turn up, plug their instruments, plug their microphones in and just enjoy themselves. Um, and just go. Yeah, yeah nah, exactly. Which is probably, like that. It's probably a good thing if they are thinking that because that shows that I guess we are doing our jobs. If it looks like we're just loving what we're doing and it's those moments and those things are happening. But obviously the prep level is just absolutely insane behind these things because it has to be. Um, could you talk to us really quickly? I would love to know. Um, I know I'm talking to two, two gentlemen right now <laughs> who have both played a Super Bowl, which is amazing. Um, I've never done a Super Bowl myself, but I would love to know from a musical director's point of view, um, from that first moment that it gets greenlit and you know it's going, you know it's happening, um, could you quickly talk us through that process of from there to the Super Bowl stage? And I'm sure it does differ with different artists, but a general sort of concise thing would be would be amazing. Me, me or Chris? Oh, uh, you. It's about you, brother. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, Chris, Chris, Chris did the Super Bowl. I think bef before <laughs> me. I think. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. My so my first. When was your guy got Super Bowl, Chris? That was uh seventeen. 
That was uh Houston. My Justin was eighteen then. Yeah, the year after. Yep. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> one of the first things I did was I watched eighteen Super Bowls <laughs> and halftime shows in a row. I think I took two days and kind of like dissected. I had pages of notes. I still like I write a lot. I still am old school. Like I have a, I have like a a, a pad and and pen, and I my notes are like everywhere. I'm not the most um, <laughs> kept together paper person, but I I just jot down these notes. So I'm like Bruce Springsteen, Prince. Okay, Prince sang in the rain and he did full songs. He just did three full songs, full four songs. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce. Okay, Beyonce. Her first time she did this, Bruno Mars and Janet and Chili Peppers and Maroon 5 and I'm watching Gaga and I'm like, I think I got it. I think I got it. Like, let me, I'm going to take what worked or what I feel worked and what I enjoyed. I'm going to take a little bit of what I didn't enjoy and make sure I try not to, you know, you know, do some of those moments. It was a lot of moments where it was like, some of the moments I didn't enjoy in Super Bowl where like you, a guest is forced in, you know what I'm saying? It's like, what, where did he just come from? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but a lot of moments that I like were like the most impact, impactful parts of the songs were played. Gaga did a great moment, got good, a great show with that. Um, and then you realize, you know, the audience for Super Bowl is like 35 and up white male predominantly. And so you want to leave that 14, 15 minutes of whoever is watching to be a fan. You know what I'm saying? And so my first Super Bowl doing Justin Timberlake, I was like, here's the four songs we're going to do that everybody knows and we are going to smash. He was like, no, 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 no. I want to do like 11 songs. And I was like, yeah, we got 12 minutes. He was like, I know, but I know you could, I know you could make it work. <laughs> like, I was like, but they don't know that song. He was, like, but, he was like, but trust me, like, you know, the, you know, we started with a brand new record. He was like that, you know, the visual going to be crazy and I'm going to do something real cool. That's never been done before. Like travel the whole length of the stadium. And so he was like, so, you know, I need travel time, which is why I want to do multiple songs. So I'm like, okay, bro, like it's ambitious, but let's, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? And so we're talking about process. The first thing that happens with me and Chris knows this from a bunch of other shows is like, I'll just start cutting up the master MP3s and like with no transitions or just me on piano or me playing key bass or something, I'll mock up what I call a sketch. And, and it basically is how it flows from song to song, what keys, I think what tempos things should go next to each other, stuff like that. So <laughs> by the time I got the approval, I'm fast forwarding, I was on sketch 19, right? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like Super Bowl sketch 2018 ver version 19. <laughs> So like, and that's just mp3 so now i'm like okay i have to build a session based off of what was approved but then when we start playing live some things take on a different character or 
transition may or may not work that I had in my head. You know what I'm saying? So um, we were on version, I want to say. So then I start over. So now it's like Super Bowl live sketch. So I'm on version one because I got the band on it. I think we were on 23 by the time it was like at air. You know what I'm saying? So 19 plus 23 um, is like basically we went through 42 versions of the Super Bowl set. And so that's me preparing 42 different times, programming, lighting, choreography, what I'm playing on bass, what the drummer is playing, what the keyboard part should be, the sound effects, like 42 different times. And when I say different times, I don't mean just like you sit at the laptop and that's a time. I mean, like, you know, getting it approved, us yeah. cutting new vocals, stuff like that. So that that process is is a beast. And so then with the Super Bowl, you have to have it done early mm. so that they can walk through the stadium and stuff like that. And it's and it's we do the safety pre-records as well. So it's like I'm actually having that final version trying to be prepared a month ahead of the actual game. Cause some people don't realize this. We're musicians and we're naive. We think it's about us, but at the Super Bowl, they are fitting a concert into a, a football game. <laughs> so if you roll out Chris's drum set and it rolls over Tom Brady's leg, they don't care about <laughs> anything but the football game. <laughs> or if I drop my bass on on Patrick Mahomes, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? They do not care about that game. They get you on and off of there so fast. It's almost like it didn't happen, but then when you make an impact, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's been some Super Bowl performances that haven't had the impact, and there's been some that you like, yo, the game was cool, but that halftime was smacking. Yeah. Um, uh, and so that's always my goal. I don't, I don't want to say to overshadow the game, but I want to have, you know, a post after the game and after the day is over, I would love to have semi-equal billing to say the game was incredible, but man, Justin or Shakira or J-Lo or Jasmine Sullivan, Eric Church, like they also did such an amazing job that the day would not have been what it was, what it was without the, the impact of the music. Mm. Yeah. Most, most watch sporting event of the year for sure. And like you said, it's a lot of dudes that watch it, but, their wives and girlfriends and and kids also look forward to the the Super the Bowl halftime show. Stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Pre-show, the national anthem for sure, because you know the bar is always set. Mm -hmm. You know the Whitney Houston national anthem was the one that said it's like okay, I need to see who's singing it this year. You know, but uh, pivoting to because uh, you know me, I'm a family man. I'm a realist. Yes. I love. Uh, I love family talk. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how this pandemic has uh kind of affected. I know musically, you know, because we talked often. You've always been working. You know, it's always had something to do, um, uh, TV show or some prep or or something to do during the pandemic. But family wise, you know, how 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 what what transition did you have to make? What adjustments did you have to make? Uh. Yeah, so two big things happened to me and my family during COVID. I had a baby. 
<laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I have a COVID yeah. baby. Uh, she actually just turned one. So she literally grew up in the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? And that's super strange because she hasn't had the church experiences. Church leads to interaction with people. You know, interaction with people leads to social skills. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that is something that we've had to monitor um and thank god she sees a social butterfly when she is out but like we haven't had the opportunity to do some of the regular life things because of you know the pandemic and so um and then the second thing for me that was big with family this this pandemic was building my home studio um which was actually already built but like i guess um re refining it per se, and um, making a distinct time for work and family. So my COVID year really existed, really um, consisted of some crazy hours because my wife being the superwoman that she is, I wanted to be home and not wanted to be home. I had to be home, but I wanted to give her you know, my full attention with the children. And also I had work to do. So I was pulling hours, man. Like, you know, my son, daughter wake up 7.30. You know, my son, my daughter goes down at 7.30 p.m. My son goes down about 8.30 p.m. And then I was, I was working in the studio from like, like 10 to 4 every night, like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. meeting deadlines. Um, the good thing about the 10 p.m. is that I'm on East Coast. So like if I needed to talk to somebody on L.A. time, you know, they were either just wrapping up their day or or, you know, still available to talk. Um, you know, I was turning in sketches and turning in arrangements. and We cut when the first COVID things was finishing Sunday best, which was super weird um, television to do online because of not having the church experience. Um, then we started to lose people, unfortunately, and I was doing a bunch of in memoriams and stuff like that from the house. Um, so I kind of found my, 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 my pre-record niche, you know, even I remember me and Chris did a VMAs for Normani and it was like, uh, my partner T Vaughn who does Normani with me did this killer arrangement. It was like, Okay, we're not gonna see each other. So it's like, Chris, you cut the drums first. I'll I, I'll <laughs> play bass last. You know, what I'm saying? yeah. And the guitar player put the sauce on it. You know, while I'm playing. So it was like we we did a bunch of that. I mean, you know, probably over fifty songs or so. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm saying all that to say for family, it's it's gotten them accustomed to having me at home. And I've gotten accustomed to having my children and my wife be a part of my work mm. flow. And knowing that I'm working at home, I must say that, you know, my family is my foundation. So if home is not right, I can't even be creative. You know what I'm saying? My wife allows me that oppor that that opportunity to get out and work and, you know, live this amazing dream. 
Um, so when I was home and when I am home, I try to support her in the same way she supports me. That means what a big word that I think everybody for the COVID has had to realize is called sacrifice. You know what I mean? And being selfless. Um, I sacrifice my sleep, my time, um, to make sure my kids and my wife are straight during the day. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I might sneak off and do a couple emails on my phone or I need to bounce something down real quick and send out. But but really, it's a, it's about making sure that I, I get in that quality time from them so that they know that I, I give the quality time to them so that they know when I am working or daddy is working, he's done everything that he could or, you know, he's spent that free time that he created or has or whatever, you know, to be with family. Um, so, yeah, those are the two biggest things, learning the workflow from home little bit of sacrifice and then you know having a, a child during COVID you know I, I'm raising her completely different than what I raised my son in 2015 mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I'm um, more aware of <laughs> dirt and germs <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she still has second kid syndrome a little bit where it's like okay she can you know kind of put our hands into anything and we're okay because we know that it's it's not a, a, a um, risk factor mm -hmm. but it's a little different when it's like you know people trying to say oh look at this and i'm like hey please don't please don't touch my daughter <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or don't put your hand in her you know what i mean it's, it's it's a little more heightened awareness and then i feel bad a little sometimes because she might be looking at me later on like you didn't let me go out at all. And I'm like, no, I did not let you go out. The world was shut down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I think finding that balance, man, of just trying to live a, a pseudo normal life and making the sacrifices that we all do as men and fathers and family men to make sure the family's cool, but to also have a healthy work environment too, which now that environment has changed because of COVID, you know what I mean? So absolutely, man. That that the last key you hit was balance. Yeah. And I think that that that's what everybody kind of needed to get back to. Mm. Just balance it out a little bit. For and sure. keep keep things in perspective. So we don't want to keep you too much longer, brother. We I'm we good, really, man. I'm glad really, to be here, bro. I'm I'm really, excited about all the things that y'all doing for real. Oh, thank you, man. And I think again with the pandemic, it it's it's showed us what what we what we need and maybe what we didn't necessarily realize we needed from life and wanted from life and appreciated in life and we were running all over the place doing this that this that this that where can i go where am i going where's next where's the next flight etc etc and then everything came to a halt and we had to think didn't we? we had to think actually maybe that can be that can go there and the work life balance family it can all be balanced it can work it can happen um I got to be honest, for me, man, and I know Chris is the same, but for me, like, that was always priority to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you bound to see my son out on the road with me chilling right. and, like, sitting on the drum set to somebody and, like, you know, with, with respect, of course, but I he, he, he loves his Uncle Chris and Uncle Brian and stuff like that. And it's like, I, I you know, I think the artists, you know, with, with respect as well, is like they know I'm a family man first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's been a couple gigs. Actually, Chris was a part of like when we did a tour called Seven Seven Seven. I was like, me and my wife were trying to get pregnant, and it was a very emotional time. 
And the artist manager was like, yo, just just bring her. I was like, yo, I don't think I can do this tour if I, you know, because, you know, we're going through an emotional time and um, we were not newly married, but, you know, it was it was early. And I was like, yo, I don't think I can do this. He's like, yo, just just bring her on the road. You know what I'm saying? So it's wow. like, you know, we went out for seven days and um, that balance, there's that word again, but for me was having her with me and me making sure that she was straight, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's kind of been my foundation. If as long as I make sure home is cool, I, I really feel like I, you know, I can deal with whatever else in this in this crazy music industry. Amazing. For sure. For yeah. sure. Man, you are a gem. You drop so many nuggets. Uh I hope the listeners can take something from what you said and, and be inspired uh to do better and 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 to up their game even as a professional um there is a segment we do here uh that we celebrate the emerging artists you know unsigned or signed release music or unreleased music and we're gonna bring somebody up and if you can stick stick around and help facilitate that segment listen to a, a track or two and then like kind of give some feedback that'll be super dope man oh so here at Another Side Podcast, uh, we have an emerging artist segment where we, uh, we give opportunities to uh, up-and-coming artists uh, a chance to be on the podcast, play some music, and um, try and help use our platform to help them excel uh, in their artistry and in their craft. Um, Another Side Pod is our handle. Uh, if you're listening to this and you have music, uh, unreleased music that you would like to submit for this particular segment, please hit us at another side pod um, on all socials and hashtag another side music with your music submission. And you will be able to be on this podcast with us uh, with featured guests uh, listening and pushing your music forward. Uh, this episode we have an artist named greg best ever greg best ever what's up bro hey how's it going great to see you man all is well man give us give us a little history of of how this came about bro all right well i've been is for as long as i can remember just hearing compositions in my head um and i think it's funny the other day i was thinking back like when was the first time I really like discovered that there was this thing always chasing me down? And I had this weird memory of being at a, a public pool and running along the side of it. And I heard like these strings in my head and like this orchestral stuff starting to build up. And then, uh, then the lifeguard stopped me cause I wasn't supposed to be running. And I heard the record scratch in my head, you know, like in, in pull off, <laughs> I was probably like four or five, you know? And like, I, I realized, oh, there's this thing that's always going on. Like, you, the, you ever see that episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin wishes for his own theme music? And he's like, <laughs> I, I, I wish I had my own theme music. And then uh, he uh, he gets it and it's annoying everybody. That's kind of like been my life just in my head all the time. Wow. <laughs> so that's kind of like how it started. As far as how it's going, I have no idea. We're just making stuff, you know? <laughs> Amazing. So you write and produce and your artistry as well. Yes. 
Amazing, amazing. And tell us about so far your processes, um, what you've got coming out, where we can find you on socials, all that good stuff. Yeah, so my social is at Greg Best Ever. So that's my Instagram. So my actual name, it really is Greg Best. Best really is my last name. I didn't <laughs> choose it. And after a while, I kind of got like, I, you know, I'm 32 now. I've kind of gotten the name pun thing my entire life. And I decided, you know what? I want to make some good, like positive, empowering music. So how about I start a producer named Best Ever? And we kind of use that as a, an empowering, like producer platform to to write songs that help express really every emotion, but um, focus on things like overcoming difficulties, mm. um, being able to, to, to delve into territory, but still be able to like come out with like, a positive message overall. I've been through a lot of trauma in my life. Um, and if you listen to my albums under just Greg Best, you'll kind of hear that side of the story, which is, you know, a lot of the darker, more, um, I, I guess just like, I would just call it sad boy music, <laughs> but you get to kind of hear the evolution of what was going on there up and through what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, and yeah, the point is just to create songs that empower people. They can be like an anthem for your day help you feel like you're gonna like you're gonna overcome even the worst because mm. that's kind of how I feel I'm like my my approach to life is the worst thing that can happen to you has already happened so let's let's go you know like it's like we gotta just we have to keep going absolutely that's actually what my newest song is about Absolutely. And with that in mind, we're actually going to play uh, a snippet of a track by Greg Best Ever. This is Momentum. And now you're running a marathon alone inside your brain. Taking a breath and step into a brighter day. Never some time goes by that you won't feel some pain. Fire up a love inside, don't let your energy slip sideways. What's it gonna take for you to own your day? best ever yes Craig best wow that's that great. is uh <laughs> that's my friend mai on vocals so she just sent me the vocals i that is like a rough mix i just put that together as fast as i could for I... You guys. fast as i could for you before because she just sent me that and i was like all right i gotta <laughs> i gotta mix this and at least give you an idea of what this song is gonna be great mm. so, Greg, I thought that was you singing. Greg, I messed up in my head. I was messed up. <laughs> no. I said That's I mine. totally, I totally prejudged. <laughs> <laughs> I was prejudiced. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to know that you said that was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. No, the vocals sound great, man. Uh, yeah, mm. sounds really good. I love the direction of the song as well. You know, mm. of that, I I I don't have any 
any critiques, bro. Like just it's it sounds great. It's it's good to hear producers uh express themselves in, in, in ways in which, you know, that you don't usually hear. You know, the 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 way the uh the synth comes in, the vocal, the uh the uh, range, the vocal range, because again, I didn't expect to hear. I thought, you know, a, a male voice or whatever, just from seeing you as a producer. But um, a pleasant surprise for sure, bro. Yeah. Tell her she did a fantastic job. I totally. will. Yeah. And I think whenever we hear new artists and music we haven't heard before, straight away in my head, I'm always thinking about the live. I'm thinking, how's this going to sound? How's this transition? What am I going to yeah. put on track? Where's that going to be? And straight away, the bass jumped out to me. It's like that's going on Moog. That's going on. That's going on key bass over here. Um, yeah. And all those, all those different moments. And I like with the track, no messing around. Straight to the vocal. Quite a short instrumental section at the front, and then boom, straight into the vocal. That groove really picking up the momentum when the drum groove comes in, helping the whole track move. Those rhythmic elements. Um, it's real, real personal preference, but um, I think maybe watching the frequency and the levels of that slap, that snare when it comes in, um, it's a little bit on that harsh side. But again, it's a personal preference thing. Some people love that kind of thing as well. But for me, it jumped a little bit. It was like the mm -hmm. momentum was building through that rhythmic section. Beautiful, the bass, the frequency of the bass is perfect for that. And then that that snare was a little bit snappy for me. But again, personal preference. But Greg amazing to hear your music man this is fantastic i'm excited to see where this is going to go for you thank you so much appreciate it yeah i would say the same thing man like i'm i'm a pop music head so it definitely caught me right away with the sound design and the sound structure of you know you you're telling me right away with the with the popcorn synth at the top like this is a pop song you know what i'm saying like put me on jingle ball right now you know what I'm saying? I want exactly. to be with Zane Lowe immediately. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I think that's super dope because some, you don't have to guess where you're trying to go. You don't have to guess what playlist you're going to be on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already know, you know, pop hits. That's 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 what that is. So um, keep up the great work, man. Great production, great songwriting, vocals. Cool. Thank you. Wow. means a lot to me, my friends. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, it's cool that you all picked up on like the direction because I, what I pictured in my mind with this was like almost like one of those PBS animations of like, uh, like, I don't know, like little circles coming together and then starting to form something. And then it, it, it takes off and you, you have like all these different colors, but it's like a black backdrop and, something is taking shape and it's like these little balls like moving forward you know over time to 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 gain momentum and then when you get to the bridge of this song it's almost like a big stop and there's this big dark synth that comes in and it makes you feel like you're being swirled around by this like almost like existential crisis for a moment but then the momentum starts coming back and you dive right back in and it, it all comes back together because that's what it can feel like. Your life can just all of a sudden put you in stop time because of circumstance. Mm. But the only way is to just whatever momentum is there, keep rolling forward. And I've yeah, had that happen over and over and over. And I'm still alive, man. Mm. So amazing. V vision is important. 
you know, having a vision of, of, of a song or of a, of a, of a composition is very important. And, uh, like you said, we, we definitely felt it, you know, through just hearing that snippet of the song and tell us where we can find your, uh, release music. Yeah. So if you just go to my, if you just go to my Instagram, I've got a link tree in my bio and I kind of have it broken down by genre. Cause I, just write in a bunch of different so i'll say like hey this one's a pop r&b this one is edm this is rock slash alternative you can just check it out there and uh it's on and spotify apple music I, I i went through distro kid and just said hey anytime something new pops up just send it to that platform so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be wherever <laughs> for sure and, and what and what are what are your social handles and and social media so Greg best ever on Instagram. That's like all I use. That's all I use. I have a TikTok, but it's just sitting there, man. Like, <laughs> Waiting for the future. I, I feel a little too, I feel like I'm too old to like understand TikTok. But. <laughs> I hear that. Me too, man. Me too. Um, guys, Adam and Greg, uh, thank you. Massive, massive thank you both for coming on today. Um, we're going to let you guys go. We've taken up enough of your time already, but we just want to thank you. Thank you for believing in another side thank pod you. as well. For showing your faith no in doubt, us as man. well. Thank it's you. a great platform you guys have here. Keep up the great work. Thank you so and do much. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Tell all your friends and family about the podcast as well. <laughs> Already you know done. What I'm saying? Uh, Word up. Word up. Sure. Really appreciate you guys, man. It's a Thank pleasure. You. Appreciate you a ton. Love. Thank you. Thank you guys. Well, what a pod, man. Whoa. <laughs> that was great. Adam dropping that was knowledge. Great. Yeah, man. And and it's it's amazing to hear the different journeys. Yeah. You know, e- even though we both started in church, the journeys were still different. Right. You know, still a lot different. Right. You know. And you've got so many and similarities, that, things like both playing the Super Bowl and all these different things, but the different ways of getting there to that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the, the responsibilities and the obligations and things that we take on were different as well. Mm. You know, similar in, you know, char- being a good, uh, having a good character, you know, and having a good uh, balance, morals and values, mm. family professional life, you know, all of those things. Yeah, man, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I can, it's, it's, it's almost like I'm looking forward to the next guest just to kind of see again, like, okay, how did this career jump off and yeah. how did it, you know, how did that end up too? Like it's, it's very inspiring to hear. You it's know? amazing. And I think it's important for people to see all these different paths. There's not one route. If you just ever listen to one person's story and you thought that's it, I got to do that. I got to do this, 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 and this, and I get to this. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Everyone's got a different way and everyone experienced different things at different times, different forks in the road. And then suddenly we end up at this place, but it's always, it's good to take inspiration, isn't it? But to never follow a path, have a look at where a path went and see where it took somewhere else. But we're all on our own, our own journeys with this. And yeah, oh man, follow, oh, following man. your own path. That's great. It's so good, man. It's and refreshing as well. It's especially, you know, the journeys um, and the more 
more uh, mental health conscious everybody mm. is now. Mm. You know, more 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 concerned about you know, like I I have to be in alignment with with life. Mm. You know, and with life, I'm in I'm in align. You know, and then that'll that'll rub off onto the professional life, and that'll rub off onto the stage, and you know, interaction with people and all of that good stuff. It's so it's so refreshing to hear. It's, it, the value of life has gotten greater, mm. and it's because of you know God saying what He has to say in this time, mm. and He He you know God doing what He has to do uh, for us to be okay and to realize it, mm. get that perspective, gain that perspective back. Get that family life back. Get those family values back. Yeah. Um, so good to hear, man. It's amazing. You know what? One of the most enlightening things for me was to hear Adam say, like, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. Whatever. It's like, no, what are you talking about, man? No way. I mean, it, it's true, though. You know, out of, out of all the people that play your instrument, it's like, you can't be the best. You know what I mean? It's like, there's millions and millions of drummers, bro. Mm-hmm millions of drummers and skill sets at at levels in which I could only dream about being mm. I'm not the best but I do what I do and that's why the 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 character means more than anything else mm. it's like you know like it, the responsibility of you being a good person that's what catapults you to that next mm. level like like he touched on you know you don't have to be the best at where you're at you just have to be really good and 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 personable mm. you know you have to be a people person and able to you know troubleshoot and learn on the fly and not be a difficult person in the sense to where nobody wants to work with you mm. you know totally like so yeah and and i mean you, you've touched on this a few times the whole thing of when you're being booked and when you're being put on something it's you you're the person you are the entity being booked um yes you are a drummer yes i am a bass player but it's you, it's your personality, it's everything that comes with booking you is why you are booked. It's not just purely on one thing alone, any any side. Um, and the, I think the sooner people realize that, the better. It's not, it's not just necessarily about how many notes you can fit into a bar or how, 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 many, how fast you, your drum roll is, whatever it might be, how, how fast your drum fill is, whatever. Um, it's not just about that. It's about what do we bring? Do we honor the music? Do we bring something to the music? Are we adding a dimension? We're making sure we're yeah. not doing certain things. So, yeah, man, totally. Uh, it's been an enlightening day. From doing this, from speaking to you and from speaking to the guests, it's loved. I feel like I get enlightened every time we do this, and I'm hoping the listeners do too. Um, do you have a shout-out this week, CJ? Is there any shout-outs that come to the top of your head? Man, you know what? I want to shout-out all the fathers, man. Yeah. All the fathers, man. All the fathers that are are balancing work and family. Yes. You know, that are doing their very best to provide, you know, for their their families and, and to be present and doing their best. You know, we're, there are no perfect fathers. I am, by all means, not a perfect father. You know, I have my flaws and things that I need to work on as far as parenting and all of that good stuff. But I am here, willing and ready to learn. So shout out to all the dads and fathers out there that are, you know, going and going to do about the same things and aspiring to be, uh, you know, great men mm. and great, great examples. My mom always says, you know, role models are good, you know, but at a certain point role models have an expiration date, mm. you know, but, uh, an example will stick with you for the rest of your life. If you have that example, 
to live by or to take from. You're like you that'll follow you and you can teach your son and your son can teach his son and kids or, mm. and so on and so forth. So shout out to all the dads. Yeah, too right, too right. I couldn't agree more. It's not even it's not even Father's Day, but we're gonna honor the dads today. That's all right. Every ASP day is Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> oh man, CJ, as always, man, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. What a great pod. Amazing podcast, man. I I I again thank you, you know, for being willing to take this journey, bro. Like this has been really, really cool. Really cool. What's your What's your wife saying about it? Oh man, she's loving it. She's absolutely loving it. She it's it's amazing, isn't it? Because the people closest to us and people that we live with and people in our household, they know everything about us, don't they? And I think maybe there's certain things we don't even think to say. And then maybe we'll say it on a podcast and then suddenly it's just like, oh yeah, that, that, that. And so she'll obviously listen and she'll hear those bits. And it, it's lovely that I don't know, they kind of get to know us even better through these things, certain things we wouldn't necessarily speak about always. Um, so it's great. I love that that's come out of it as well. And I'm, I'm sure Norell is the same, um, who, of course, we had on an episode one. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's amazing for you to, yeah, get her insight on it as well. Yeah. Shout out to the wives as well. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, always. Let's show the wives some love. Show the wives some love today. Always, always. When, when we're away... That is that that is what keeps us going. The family is what keeps us going. When we're home, it keeps us going. When we're away, it actually keeps us going even more. Just thinking about home and all those different things. So absolutely, yeah. big shout out to the wives. They're the best. Yeah. Wives club. Let's give it up. Yeah. Applause. Applause. <laughs> applause. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. We've been another side pod. Peace. A century of memories of your best days From the 70s to the 80s to the 90s All the way to the next millennium's where you'll find From blues, funk to hip-hop that make you want to pop lock Jazz, gospel, and pop, there's nothing now we can't rock Dub, reggae, the dubstep, R&B, and love next House and EDM, got you up to 3 a.m. This thing is getting biblical From the analog to the digital From the underground to the mainstream The world will hear the same thing It's classical, magical, something that we have to do When travel through the speed of sound and give the masses proof The music is the language of the soul And everything is music, even if you don't blame the no Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.